Hi, my name is Ida. And my name is Deja. And welcome to Sad Girl Sunday. Hello and welcome back to the continuation of our work-life balance discussion. This is the second half of a two-part series where we discuss the importance of work-life balance and how it intersects with chronic stress, race, and the Olympic athletes taking a break to preserve their mental stability. If you have not done this yet, be sure to check out part one to get the full scoop on the discussion. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, the what has historically happened to Black women and, you know, other Indigenous and women of color is something that we are starting to see become more of a trend for just more people because more people are starting to get pushed out by capitalism. There are a lot of reasons that play into why people are not being compensated fully for their work. Like artificial intelligence is starting to replace more low-skilled labor that's pushing out a certain group of people, mostly people of color. Um, And then it's just also like the jobs that do exist, more people are competing for them. It makes it less likely for those jobs to offer like the wages we think we should be offered because they know they can just hire somebody else to do that job now. So it's like all these things are starting to kind of like play and trickle in to like why we are starting to kind of like see those experiences live out into, you know, our own. Um, But yeah. No, I mean, honestly, if you think about it like this too, the pay gap between white women and black women is the fastest growing income inequity there is. I mean, according to a report by the Economic Policy Institute, in 1979, Black women earned only 6% less than white women. However, today, Black women earn 19% less than white women, which is what the report states. So even when looking at paid leave programs, a common demand of the work-life balance movement, we really have to think, like we said before, about how they're structured and how they'll affect women of color. When they offer a percentage of what the person already earned while she's on leave, that percentage will always be lower for women of color. For offerings that allow you to take out what you put in, Black women will always have less to put in. So. Exactly. So it's essential that at the very least, our future paid leave programs start to give a more progressive wage replacement that ensures lower wage workers that mostly people of color take place get 100% of their wages while on leave because it doesn't make sense if somebody's making a hundred grand and another person who's making only 30 grand a year to both have the same rate of decrease for their paid time off when Mm -hmm. obviously that is going to have a huge impact on the person who's only making 30k so there should be some like base or level where people are able to you know live off of if they're not able to work but um that's just one suggestion of kind of like how we should deal with the lack of work-life balance obviously that's a structural suggestion and I think moving forward I'm not I don't want to say I'm pessimistic but I would like to maybe like think of 
ways we can challenge this like without like the help or support of institutions so you know like I don't know Deja if you I don't know if you have an opinion on like this paid leave design program or if you have a idea and like how you could suggest something you know for people to adopt or apply when it comes to like taking or reclaiming back their time I mean, honestly, I think this is why a lot of people of color specifically are starting into this um, trend of entrepreneurship. I don't even know if I want to call it a trend. I don't really like stating it like that. But I think a lot of people are seeing the value and the worth that they bring and they're realizing they're not being compensated for that in the workforce, you know, in that nine to five corporate America. So they're leaving it. They're leaving it for something that has more flexibility, that has um, more income to obtain from it, and also provides them with more freedom to work from wherever they want to, because they have a certain skill set. And if you're not being compensated for that in the work field, you might as well start your own. And that's what a lot of people are doing. And I love it. I honestly love to see it because I think not only do you need more women of color and people of color to be the face of certain kind of entrepreneurial endeavors, but also people need to start realizing that like, we bring so much to the table. And if you choose not to pay us our worth, we will find it elsewhere. Like we are not dependent on you valuing us. We know the value we bring to the table. So if you're not going to get us a seat at it, we're going to get our own table. And that's what a lot of people are doing from starting like credit score repair stuff to the gamut so I, I'm really I mean I honestly think that's the best way to do it if you don't see that you're being compensated in a certain way or if you realize that like even the programs that are supposed to benefit the employee aren't designed aren't designed equitably start your own thing if you can I know there's also privilege in that that like you have to have time and sometimes you even need to have like income already saved but I say, if you have the time, you have the passion, go for it. Cause you'll probably see more money in that endeavor than you ever will in corporate America. Right. I would also just add, I think this is also why, um, you know, the symbolism of what Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka are doing by reclaiming their time, by prioritizing their mental health. And obviously it's a privilege that they're in a position to be able to step back from their work you know, they are Olympic champions and they're athletes and that is their job. Um, and I think it's a good representation of what people should be doing if they are in the position to prioritize their mental health and to prioritize their well-being. Um, because at the end of the day, even if you're making all that money and all that bank, if you are putting yourself through stress or work for a job that isn't going to care about you if you're harmed on the job that isn't going to care about you a year or two down the line after you complete that duty or, or whatever you're supposed to be doing um then it's probably not worth the stress of like showing up another day if it literally means like you know it's literally the last straw of your mental your stability so absolutely absolutely like all the things that are happening around us in our culture and our society are speaking to this pushback of, of, I think, society is like, you know, actively taking part of when it comes to choosing themselves over their work. I love that. Honestly, I wish I had 
the wherewithal, the courage, (laughs) like the vernacular to do these things at that age. Because I, shoot, if I had, there are relationships I would have never been in. There are like work projects I would have never signed out. Oh, no, I need to prioritize my mental health. But like, I think that it is so brave and I don't even know if brave is the right word, but I really do think it's so brave for them to be like, look, I recognize that there is a certain level of, you know, athleticism that goes into being in these sports and doing all these things. But I also recognize that like, in order for me to perform at that peak performance level that you all are expecting me to, I need to start taking time for myself. I need to start setting boundaries. And the thing that's so, I guess, unfortunate is the fact that when they did this, people were like, oh, can they how could they do this how rude they're not thinking about anyone else they're being selfish all of this pushback and it's like you expect me to come to the court or come to the stadium or do whatever to perform at a certain level and if I'm telling you in what I need in order to do that and you're not giving that to me how do you then expect me to do that that doesn't make any sense so I'm I'm really am just so I don't know. I think more impressed than like proud. I'm impressed that they're able to do that. I'm really glad that they were able to take a stand. I think that that, especially being in the high position of athletics that they are in saying, no, you know, this matters the most to me and I'm going to do this. Cause I don't think even a few years ago, I don't think that it would have received the same kind of support that it did right now. You know, even I'd say like 10 years ago, it would have been way more backlash than support. So oh, yeah. I think just in general, the mental health movement or the realizing how important it is. And maybe it's because we're now coming, we're now in COVID and so many people are realizing like, oh man, yeah, this really does matter. It's also <laughs> but, crazy that we're in COVID and the Olympics are happening. Yeah. That, this, yeah there's so many things. So it's like the fact that we're bashing these people for like, nah, I'm good. Like, also what do they have to prove like no like we already know they're amazing they already know they're amazing and it's like oh well if you sit this one out then you can't come to the next tournament okay i'll stay home polishing my gold medals in the meantime like do you know what i mean it's like (laughs) okay like it's not like this is their first or they still need something to prove they have nothing to prove to anyone if they chose to retire tomorrow they would still be phenomenal athletes so okay yeah but um you know i think for us us normal folk or regular people some students <laughs> like because it's not always available for us to just like leave it, you know yeah so i just like some things for us to maybe like focus on some tangible ideas or ways that yeah. we can also like push back against the weight of work bearing us down is just to maybe set manageable goals every day and yeah like not try to do the most this is something I, that's the advice that i need to take no Look, yeah i'm not really I, that. <laughs> I overextend myself per day i'm per that day. person who will like literally buy off more than i chew with everything and then later i'm like exhausted and in the hole and i'm like you knew that this was gonna happen. stressed out no that's honestly that's so funny because like that is me to a t i will wake up in the morning write down all of my to-dos all this and then it's like a 50 bullet point list and then at the end of the day i'll only get two things done and i'll like hate myself and i'm like girl if you do this every day how about we only do two bullet points a day like why 
are we like this? <laughs> so, so I definitely need to work on setting manageable goals each day. But I think also specifically at work too, just being efficient with your time. I am a huge procrastinator, like at work, at home, in school, in life. in life. And so when you do that, the task often grows in our minds until it seems essentially like insurmountable. So when you face a big project at work or home, it's so important to divide it into smaller tasks. Like it's so important to complete the first one before moving on to the next, give yourself even a small reward once you finish it, if you need to, even if it's just a five minute break or like a walk to like a coffee shop or a smoothie, place, just something to be like, good job, good on you, keep going. So I would also add, um, to initiate that conversation with your employer and ask for Mm -hmm. some flexibility especially like look let me just put it out there right now if you're looking for work you have the upper hand because right now so many people are looking for people to hire and they are just not getting the applications that they thought they were and it's because people know they could get that unemployment or they will get support in some form of fashion from the government because it's a pandemic And if they want you to be eager to be there, then they're gonna more likely listen to what your like demands or, you know, considerations Mm -hmm. are. So like, if you wanna like offer, if you have maybe some kind of like work that, you know, is something that you can do online more often than not, you can probably ask to like not come into the office every single day. You can like have a schedule where you're in the office three days a week or at home two days a week and like, try to like negotiate that with the person that you're working with and you can also just take a break because you know it's okay to take a break at work it's 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 sometimes discouraged in our culture especially when I was a teacher it was like a huge deal if you were like taking too long of a break or if you took your paid time off but like you know what's best for you and you advocate for that five minutes if you need to step out for a little bit have a coffee and just take a breather, go ahead and do that. Absolutely. No, I 100% second that because at my job, like we had, they would allow you 15 minutes, like outside of your lunch break or whatever, 15 minutes throughout the day. And I would never take it. Like I'm telling you, as somebody who struggles with like anxiety and was very caught up in like the perception that I was giving off to people, you have got to put your, not only mental health, but like your needs above your job. I know that sounds crazy. I know people are going to be like, oh, that's such a privileged statement. And it really, it is, but like you, and I just said this at the beginning of the episode too, if you were to die today, I promise you, your job would already have your position up on their website before your funeral like i'm telling you it's not like and and it's it's no shade to companies and it's not personal (laughs) that's the thing it's like it's not personal they are a business they have a certain amount of money they need to make they have at the end of the day they are a business and the business in order for it to keep running it needs people so if you were to die to and that's why also i'm very specific like i'm I'm not rushing to work. I'm not going to get into a car accident before just because I'm rushing. Uh-uh. 
I'd rather come late than not at all. Let's be real honest. (laughs) I'm not willing to die for my job because my job is not willing to die for me. And that's the truth of the matter. So take the breaks, like let go of the guilt or the shame or like, oh, well, you know, I eat because I also used to eat lunch while working. That and was then, also so sad. I work at IRS and I would see people eat at their desk. I'm like, we only get 30 minutes to not be at the desk. Don't do that to yourself. Exactly. You have to like, I get it. I get it. I empathize with you in my heart of heart. You've got to let that guilt go. Take your 30 minute lunch. Take your 15 minute break. Even if it is just you going outside to walk in circles around your building, mentally you need it physically you need it and honestly you deserve it it's what you have signed up for a 30 minute lunch break away from your desk away from your computer 15 minutes so I just stress that because like I know I was one who never did it until I started getting fed up and the only person I could be mad at and blame is myself (laughs) so um but in addition just taking a break also one thing that really helped me was listening to music at work I know that depends on like what sector of work you're in but it was really nice to just like put in my headphones and just boom 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 get the data entry out because it for me it felt like it was reducing my stress and my anxiety and like I know for some people it can even stimulate creativity that really wasn't it I guess depends on what music you're listening to but for me it more so just helped me focus and not be so like wound up and like oh I have to get this done I have to get this done it's also like if you make a playlist of dope songs that you love you're having more fun rocking out to those songs and getting your work done and you're like just enjoying it more so it's a good time and then also just making sure that you communicate effectively being honest with your colleagues being honest with your boss when you are in a bind or when you are overwhelmed Because I also was not great. I'm I'm like reading all these solutions. I'm like, yeah, I didn't do that, that, or that. Um, But but you have to be effective at communicating. If you know that you're overworked or if you know that like, oh, we had a colleague leave and I'm now taking on more than I had originally signed up for, you have every right to bring that up to your boss and say, I might need a salary adjustment because the job that I signed up for and the salary that I originally came on they no longer coincide. You know what I mean? Like making sure that you communicate if you're overworked, making sure you communicate if you're not able to finish a project on time, making sure that you communicate. If what you sign up for and you, the job you signed up for and the salary you signed up for is no longer happening. I know with COVID, so many people started doing jobs they had not agreed to when they first got their job. So making sure you ask for that salary adjustment. Yeah. And Just also some ideas if you do have the opportunity to work from home is to create those boundaries so that way you have structure and like, you know, what time is appropriate for work, what time is appropriate for play or for yourself and unplug, disconnect from social media, get off of the internet and give yourself that time away from the screen and um, divide and conquer. Make sure your responsibilities are at home are evenly distributed and clearly outlined. If you're not good at creating those boundaries, it's gonna be a struggle to be productive at home. I know for me, I struggle with working at home even when it comes to school. And I found that I kind of have to like go to a coffee shop, 
to give myself that space or distance to understand I'm here for a few hours to just focus on work. Because when I'm at the dining table at my mom's house or wherever, I definitely can get distracted. So like, that's what I have to do for me. Maybe you're able to like distance like work and like home like roles by like just going to a different room or not doing work in your bedroom or, you know, and if that works for you, that is great. But your goal is just to create that structure for yourself and make sure that you are intentional about implementing that structure if you are working at home. Absolutely. And I mean, going off of that, I think it's also important that you don't overcommit. I say that and I sigh. But like, there are times where I would literally glance in my calendar or like look at my to-do list and just, just looking at it would give me heart palpitations. So if you are overscheduled with activities or tasks or to-do lists, sometimes you have, not sometimes, you need to learn to say no. Saying no is probably the one skill that most people need to get better at, myself included. You have to say no, you cannot overcommit because then you're gonna be burnt out and you are not gonna be able to perform your best at work, at home. And you're also not giving, specifically at home, you're not giving the people in your space, your family, the best version of you. If you're tired all the time, if you're stressed out, if you're sick, if you're, that's not the best version of you. So learning to say no is integral to making sure that you have a healthy work-life balance and that you are prioritizing your mental health and just getting support, making sure that you're having conversations with friends and family is extremely important to your success, both at work and at home. And it can even improve your health. It is known, or I believe this too, that people with stronger support systems have more aggressive immune responses to illnesses than those who lack such support. So I did not know that. Yeah. It's super wow. dope. So seriously, like so get more lean friends. on your friends. <laughs> I need to get, get more, more friends. friends. <laughs> and relationship. I don't know what to tell you, but like just have more people in your circle, have more people in your life and like well honestly I could also see that going completely other ways because like if you have more people in your life then you're more likely to get to I digress long story short lean on your support system I would also say take advantage of your company's employee assistance program um a lot of organizations offer these resources Mm -hmm. through EAP and it could save you so much time by just giving you some guidance on issues like where to find a daycare center or a caretaking service or um, just referrals to mental health services and other things. Make sure you're staying active, just like how I mentioned that one period of time that I had a gym membership, it helped me. I'm sure it would help you. If you don't want to spend money on a gym membership, go outside. I'm literally speaking like this is what what, (laughs) I'm laughing because the advice that we are sharing is like how I need to be talking to myself. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm I'm looking at all of this and I'm like, I've done none of these. (laughs) This is and the reason we talk about these things is because they're relevant to us too. Like I hope people who are listening to our show, and I think we've said this so many times, like do not put us on a pedestal. We are literally learning as we go. And everything that we are sharing is because like we need this too. So yeah, yeah, my ass is going to take a walk today just because I feel really red and seen right now. And Yeah, no, I know. I'm feeling very embarrassed. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so staying active, treat your body right, eating, you know, you know, greens, fruits, 
veggies, whole grains, drinking that water. And it could be as simple as getting enough sleep, y'all. If people be sleeping on the importance of sleep, if you're getting that rest, you know, that food ain't going to be digested properly if you don't sleep right. (laughs) All those broccoli pieces you eat don't matter if your sleep don't matter. So yeah, I would would say make sure you treat your body right and stay active. Sleep. I need to sleep more. My sleep hygiene is, I'm really sitting here like, when's the last time I ate a vegetable? Like, oh my God, Deja Gomez. <laughs> I'm, I'm luckily, I just ate one right now in front of Deja, but it's also okay. like, I, I forced myself to like, eat this like- I'm proud of you. Salad. I had a fruit this morning. <laughs> that, that there count? you go. For anything? That counts for everything. Honestly, like, I just said it best. We're works in progress, people. We provide solutions not only to you, but for ourselves. I may just go ahead and- type these up and print them out and put them on my wall because clearly I'm not doing any of these so and just the most important thing and we can't stress it enough get help if you need it don't let stress stand in the way of your health and your happiness if you are consistently overwhelmed if you are consistently stressed out fatigued all of these things you don't feel good you're lethargic you're not getting enough sleep it may be time to seek help from a mental health professional. And that is okay. And now there are a lot of not only resources, and we can also provide some if you guys need it, but there are so many resources for specific therapists. If you're looking for a Black female therapist, if you're looking for a Black man to be your therapist, if you're looking for someone who identifies in the AAPI community, there are so many resources for you to find therapists that identify how you prefer them to and that you can talk to. So definitely do not hesitate to get help if you need it. And I'll just add also to that point, um, you know, I know that therapy is expensive and can cost a lot of money, but there are definitely resources where you can get like, you know, discounted or like free counseling. And if you do research at like, uh, you know, different universities will have programs where their students are like in training for either your certificates to be counselors and you can benefit from them. And they're usually getting guidance and support from their, you know, professor or professional Mm -hmm. who's been in the field for years. So it's just as beneficial as going to somebody who would charge you on arm and a leg. Um, So there's always a way for you to be able to you know, access counseling or support. And Deja and I are definitely like going to be providing that master resource guide so that people can have it as a reference for access moving into the future. But that is all for today's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're looking forward to having you all engage with us in the rest of our summer series. Ooh. And as I'm loving this summer series, I mean, I love every episode, but I don't know why I'm just having more fun. Because these topics matter. I mean, all of them. All the topics. (laughs) But these are like really like we want. We're like digging deep here, and we want to help ourselves. Also, I'm like you said, I'm just feeling very seen. So maybe it's like I'm just humbling myself in these topics, and maybe that's why I enjoy it. But honestly, as always, you can listen to this episode and all of our others on Apple Podcasts, Spotify anchor and pretty much any podcast streaming platform 
And please, please, please stay tuned for our part two review of The Body Keeps the Score. Our part one review was so fun. It is a phenomenal book if you have not read it. The Body Keeps the Score um, is just great. It's a great way. I mean, if you want to feel seen and heard and that's one way to do it too. Dang. You're trying to learn talking about trauma that I didn't even know I had. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's a phenomenal book. We encourage everybody to get it and read along with us. We'll be discussing part two shortly. As always, don't forget to leave us a five-star review and follow us on Instagram at sadgirlsunday underscore. That is so yeah, all. have a so great much. night. Have a great night, everyone.